up again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your luck back and it's all in the past Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters uh, with me, Steve Grave. It's Sunday night and normally we will be doing a five-minute rant with me and Chris and Pete. Uh, we'll probably be picking their faults with various team selections or picking fault with substitutions, complaining about uh, defeats and uh, worrying about relegation, but we're not. And uh, Pete, Chris and me got our heads together and we said... We've got to do a bit of a celebration, especially after yesterday. And you all saw us on uh, NUFC Matters Live yesterday. We're all celebrating. We're all over the moon that Newcastle managed. Should have got a win against Liverpool. Let's be let's be perfectly honest. But we got it. We got a draw. Um, look, I think we all admitted we were safe last week, but I think we know we're safe now. So we've called this the Great Escape. I don't think there's any uh, concerns from our our side of things. That's why we decided to do tonight's episode. And I wanted to get. Uh, some of the guys and girls on just to talk about Newcastle and talk about the great escape. Where did it start? Why did it start? But let's talk a little bit about yesterday's game first. Daz, you were on the panel yesterday. Um, wow, what a game. Newcastle, Liverpool, away at Anfield. Um, it's a game where, you know, we, we normally expect nothing, you know, and we get nothing. But we went there. I think most of us, as you went around the panel yesterday afternoon, all had a a degree of confidence. We all thought, wow, we might, you know, we might get something out of this game. There wasn't, nobody was predicting five or six nil and Liverpool are going to run riot. I think, you know, if, if people weren't predicting a draw, some of us were predicting a win. Um, and, and, and we got a point and it was a deserved point after that second half performance. But yeah, what, talk us through yesterday's game, Daz. What was your, what's your, what's your thoughts after sleeping on it? Yeah, so, um, yeah, in, in the, the shows leading up to the game, really, um, I predicted uh, losses in, in, in both shows. And then on Match Day Live, I said a, a one-all draw. So I got that right. And I did, I did get the draw right at, at uh, the 28th of December as well. I said a draw of that. Was, I, I, don't normally get, I don't normally get them right. So, um, yeah, but in, in the game itself, yeah, I was watching on Sky Go. So I was really listening intently to, to Pete and the reactions of everybody else. So when that when the first goal went in, when Wilson's goal went in, I, I, I was celebrating like crazy. And then... Uh, uh, then Obviously, found out then it was uh, chalked off with VAR. So I was a bit more hesitant the second time <laughs> when the the goal, when the uh, goal went in. So uh, yeah, but uh, delighted. I, I don't think I know people are saying yeah we should have got the win, but yeah Liverpool were all over us. Uh, De Bruyne was was brilliant and he was man of the match uh, for, for me. And uh, yeah, even if if uh, Wilson's goal had counted, I don't think we would have been pushing forward as much. We would have sat back. So uh, I don't think we would have got the a, a win. I, and I was absolutely delighted with the draw. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a, a great match. Beyond, it's a pity I wasn't watching the live uh, rather than Sky Go. But uh, yeah, they, they were the breaks. I still I still never forget one of my favorite moments uh, was was back when. Uh, uh, it was the Crystal Palace game where Joe Linton scored, and uh, I, I think I was a couple of seconds ahead of everyone else. And yeah, that, yeah, that's a great feeling to be to be ahead. <laughs> so be behind is not as not as fun. But uh, no, great great to be there. Delighted. The main thing is the main thing is does at least the goal still counts. Whether you're yeah, ahead exactly. or you're behind, it still counts. Nathan, good to see you, mate. Always great to have you on, mate. Missed you the last few weeks. Um, wow. I mean, this this has been mental, hasn't it? This this last few weeks, you know, we, we, we it's been like a, a Newcastle United 
um, you know, therapy session whenever we've done match day live, you know, not because of COVID, not because we've been locked down, but because the football's been atrocious and Bruce has been useless. But in the last few weeks, you know, when you've been missing, it has to be said, Nathan, uh, things have started to pick up. Uh, <laughs> but you're back. You're back to give your views on it. Uh, give us give us your views on, on yesterday's game. Yeah, I've come back now that we're safe because there's no danger of me uh, jinxing anything else. <laughs> no, yeah, yesterday when when I was sat there, when the when the first goal went in and it got disallowed, um, I, I was up. And, my mate was with me watching the game as well, and I was up and around the, the front room and I was like shouting shouting my head off and swearing and stuff. And then then when they went and scored, my mate was on uh, on Twitter as well. And he was like he was refreshing it and he was like, "Oh, it's offside as well." I was turning around, I was like, "You fucking joking me!" Like, I was like. Swearing and swearing all over again. He's like, "No, I'm only joking." It counted. I like you, absolute bastard. I was, I was furious. Um, but yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a mad couple of weeks. Um, I didn't think we'd be in this position where we are now. Um, I didn't expect this upturn in form. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been great to, to see the lads really get stuck in the last couple of weeks. I think, um, you know, Bruce has got a lot of, a lot of stick. I think over the course of the season, rightly so. Um, I think Alan Shearer put it perfectly yesterday when he said, you know, when, when Bruce made that comment to him uh, on match of the day and he said, well, no wonder I'm miserable because I've been watching watching Newcastle United all season. I think that echoes how we've all felt through the, through this year. But, I'm, you know, I'm glad I've been able to watch the games with you guys because it's got me through at times because I don't think I've been able to, to sit through it on my own for most of the games. But, but yeah, I think, you know, this run that we've come into now, I think it's coincided with a lot of our good players, our better players coming back. And it, it just shows what a difference those sort of key players make to that team. Um, I think Graham Jones with the, you know, the new formation that, we, that we're playing now, that works better for, for those players within that formation. And I think it's, um, you know, I want to like, you want to give Bruce credit, but I think at the same time, it's, it's just about timing. It's about timing of these, these key players coming back. Um, I mean, he made a few good. He's made a few good substitutions in recent weeks. You've got to give him that, give him credit there. And I think he's, you know, he's dropped Hendrick, which has been a, a bit a big bonus. I think there's still that reluctance to to drop Shelby. Um, you know, we saw it yesterday when um, when he when he wanted to bring Willock on, and he even put Shelby in, back into centre half just <laughs> to keep him on the pitch. And it's it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Like taking an actual centre half off for, for him. But yeah. Um, no, it's been great to see an upturning form. It's nice to go into the last few games with, with not with that much pressure on. You know, I think we're safe now, but any any other points we get is a bonus. I think from here. Danny, you were with us yesterday, mate. You've been back the last few weeks. Um, amazing, hasn't it? It's just been amazing, hasn't it? The last few weeks. I mean, not not brilliant football, but ultimately. It's been match-winning football. We've managed to get the points. We've managed to get the points in the bag. Fulham's uh, Fulham's decline has helped us as well. But you know, it, it, it's just a relief, and um, we're not having to go into those last couple of games against Sheffield and Fulham looking over our shoulders anymore. Yes, that's brilliant. Thirty-five ga- thirty-five days now since the Brighton loss. That's how many days it is now. It's been brilliant. That no arguments hardly on Twitter and all that. Going back to the match. I thought it was 4-1 to Liverpool at the first half, and we should have won 2-1 at the end. At the, end. the goal should have stood. It wasn't a deliberate handball. Apparently, I read, I watched the um, Sky Sports this morning, and the referee was on, and he was saying that rule was supposed to be going in next season, but we got disallowed that goal for, with the, the goalkeeper hitting the hand on his, way, on his elbow, was supposed to have. But um, like I said, it was a great result. You don't get results like that at Anfield. Not many teams do anyway, even without a full house. 
Yeah, and you beat uh, Spenny. Just got to say, pers- personally, I mean, we're having a bit laughing joke beforehand, but you've been in hospital a day. Are you okay? I'm all right. It's just an injury. I'm uh, practicing my aunt, uh, wrist as well. So, God, I'll be all right. I'll be Spenny, you, you love a drama, son. You love a drama, but you're still okay. You're still here, mate. And uh, right. I hope I get well soon with your wrist, Pete. Wow, Pete, Pete, Pete controlled the show yesterday. Um, he was in charge of the uh, match day live. He had to give in at the end because he was absolutely knackered. But it just <laughs> you, you couldn't believe it, Pete. This club just destroys me week after week, season after season. Um, I don't think my heart could take any more after, after the Callum Wilson incident and then Joe Willett getting the equaliser. It, it just means everything, you know. Everyone on the panel yesterday, you know, it meant everything to everybody. Uh, I think the celebrations uh, for Willett's goal just kind of gives you that example. Um, you know, staying in this league with the potentials that we've got coming this summer, it just means everything to the fans and... And that result was massive. It reminds me a little bit of what we saw um, under Rafa Benitez when Rafa Benitez drew 2-2 there. Um, and obviously, that season eventually went down, but you could see that heart and that desire, that that ability to fight for the team, for the for the, for the the club. Um, and it was just great to see. And, and you know, we, we, we didn't talk about it at the time, but I, I loved you know, the fact that they were celebrated with Bruce, you know, regardless of our opinions of him. I loved I loved that picture of, you know, Willett giving him a hug. Except Maximin, who's been questionable with regards to his relationship with Bruce, is, is there hugging him. You know, um, Dummett's in there. They all join him. Richie joins later on, but you can't really see that on screen. It's just great to see that togetherness. Because that's what, that's what we've wanted. We wanted those players to stick together. And, and we've, we've felt a long, like, long periods of the season that, that that's not been the case um, and it's come at the right time um, if you're asking me when I think the great escape started I'd probably say it was back to those three draws West Brom Wolves and uh, and Villa and it might not have seemed like seemed like it at the time but we stopped the rot in terms of losing matches um, yeah. and getting points on the board and I think that really you know you look back to all those results now and actually, the Brighton results, the anomaly. The fact that we got hammered that week, that's the anomaly of, the, of our recent form. And that just goes to show that actually things have turned around massively. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy about it at the moment. Yeah, we'll look, we'll look a bit more into that and the, you know, the, the feeling of the panel as to why things turned around. Holly, uh, you had a well-deserved day off. You've been fantastic on the, uh, the panel the last few weeks, given uh, your perspective. Um, but you, uh, you were otherwise engaged yesterday. Uh, when you caught up with the game, uh, what was your views? Well, I got to see the first 15 minutes and then I couldn't watch the rest of that. So at that point, I wasn't feeling the most happy because obviously we're 1-0 down at that point. But um, I checked the score as soon as I came out of my appointment and then I was so shocked and I must have looked like a crazy person because I was in the middle of the street and I was shouting, we've got a point! (laughs) 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 But um, I wasn't bothered. I was just so happy that we got a point because I wasn't expecting us to. But it was absolutely brilliant because I think I thought we were safe last week after that West Ham result, like most people did. But getting that point, it just makes you even more comfortable. And I think now whatever points we do get is just a bonus. And I think we should get a few more points. But it's just so, so, so much of a relief because I think for a long time we thought it could have went down to the last game of the season. And there was one point where I was convinced we were down. But now we've turned it around and I'm so happy about that. 
like Pete said, regardless of what we think of Steve Bruce, I'm really happy that the players seem to be playing for him now and more on his side because, of course, I didn't want him to get the job in the first place, but once he did, I wanted him to do the best he could and I think everyone wanted to because if Steve Bruce does well, so does Newcastle. So um, I'm just really happy that the manager seems to be working a lot better with the players from now on and hopefully that continues till the end of the season. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Kieran, you were part of the Match Day Live uh, squad yesterday. And, um, you know, I, I think what people love about you is that um, you sometimes give your own independent commentary when other people are trying to speak, <laughs> if that's the best way to put it. Um, but, yes, you know, but, yes, but also that you're, you're a bit of a realist. You're a realist, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. You're not somebody who you're not somebody who uh, goes with everybody else's opinion. You give your own opinion. I know you and Spenny have a good bit of banter during the, during the match since Spenny come back. But in a nutshell, you are right. It's the way most of us have felt all season. You know, Newcastle have been yeah. crap. Steve Bruce has been atrocious. Um, but as Pete's rightly pointed out, and I'm sure the rest of the panel will discuss this as we'll go on in the next uh, 45 minutes. But, you know, when it came about, how it came about. But just yesterday's game was, was great because, like I said, right at the top of the programme, Newcastle against Liverpool at Anfield, you usually write it off. And most of us were saying it was a free hit. But that was a good result yesterday, Kieran. It was a brilliant, brilliant result. And the... Uh... Obviously, I didn't watch the game, but I, I watched it this morning. And uh, obviously, the main top, talking point was the, the disallowed goal. But also, what about what about Fabino? How, how did he not get? He, he didn't get a red card, did he? He should. I thought he should have sent off for that. I mean, yeah. I, I played in the game the other week, and a, a similar incident. He got a straight red. So I don't understand. I, I don't understand what what they're seeing in that. To be honest, I, I thought we were for, for who deserved the point, and we could, like you said earlier, we could have, could have even won it. Um, but I, I think we'd be, I think we'd be all right now. I think it's just a case of what, uh, what, what happened with the obviously with the sale of the club going forward. I was wondering what you would find to complain about, Kieran. Now I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. You're going to revert back to the takeover. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to, we got to. It's got to happen, hasn't it? It's just got to happen. I'm, I'm still hopeful, but just have to wait. Rachel, Rachel, who watches all of our uh, all of our shows seven days a week, sometimes eight days a week, if she can fit it in, she wants you to give her a smile, Kieran. There you go. There you go, Rachel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Chris, how how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Steve. Yeah, you? Yeah, good, mate. And big thanks to you and Daz and Martin and Rich for having us on Loaded Mag. Great show. Thoroughly enjoyed it, despite Martin trying to stitch us up on the quiz. Um, <laughs> but what a result yesterday, mate. And you, of course, sitting uh, a stone's throw, or, or should we say a magpie's flight from Anfield. Um, must be an extra, extra buzz for you this morning, waking up and knowing that you've took a point off the league, uh, Premier League winners from last season. Oh, mate, it was, do you know what? There was absolute scenes in, in our living room yesterday. Right? <laughs> so I'm so glad. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you all did it. I'll be honest. I don't know how you did it because my, my emotions were up and down and it was funny. But 
touching on what you said earlier, Steve, you know, about normally, like I went to Anfield, like, you know, with the last game and I was on the front row, I think I told you all, and Jethro Williams scored that fantastic goal and literally for like 30 seconds, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell any of you what happens because I just went bananas and the away end just went mad and it was just, it was amazing. Best, one of the best ways I've been to um, and then slowly but surely, you know, reality crept in and then obviously, you know, we, we ended up losing 3-1. Um, but yeah, the, it, touching on what you said earlier, Steve, it was weird yesterday because I just had this this optimism, and even it was funny because we went we went uh, one nil down after three minutes, and my lads were sat next to me, and my friends was in the living room as well, who was also a, a Liverpool fan, and uh, he, he started laughing at me, and I I got I got my Keegan head on, I was going, what are you on about? I was going, we're still in this game. You, that was a lucky goal. Oh, it was a great finish. But I was like, nine times out of ten, he puts that in Rosette. I said, you got lucky there. And I said, we're going to do something here. The game's not over. And, you know, all through the match, I just kept thinking, we're going to get something here. We're going to get something. And then, obviously, when, when we got the equaliser with Callum Wilson, I was going mad. And then he started laughing at me again because he was like, it's off. It's uh, ruled out. It's ruled out. Couldn't believe it. And I was absolutely devastated. And I had uh, Match Day Live on my phone and I saw all your reaction. And it was, oh, it was just so horrible. And then when Willick put it in, oh, there was just, I just went mental. It was just, it was so good. And um, it was, it was nice actually as well watching the the cup final today because I saw all the fans back in the stadiums, and I just thought, I can't wait for that. Can't wait to you know meet you all in Newcastle, uh, go watch a match, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, just uh, sharing these experiences with fellow fans, and it's just you know I've I've loved being on the show, and uh, I've. I've been gutted actually because I've missed the last two match day lives, but I always tune in and it's great. It's great watching you all and it's really fantastic viewing. Yeah, you've still been there in the chat though, mate. You've still managed to chip in, which is great and it's uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, Alwaleed, uh, great to see you, mate, and um, thanks for coming on. I know that you're uh, you're still fasting, of course, Ramadan. No, 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 oh, no, finished the... now. Oh, finished. I had just kept I finished. Yeah. Oh, very no, good. Well, congratulations. No, no. So what have you been eating? No, no, I, I mean, uh, Ramadan's still not finished, but today we, we eat, yeah. Really. Oh, so today is a day off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's... Oh, well, there you uh, go, you've educated me. Well, so what we, we eat at uh, night. At night. Oh, very good, uh, very good. Okay, good stuff. So, I guess I won't ask you about the Liverpool game, but I, you know for a fact I am going to ask you about MBS later on in the big interview, so bear that in mind. But Liverpool yesterday, you were part of the Matchday Live squad uh, yesterday. Fantastic, fantastic result. Um, when when you look back, uh, you know it must be it must be great for you. You know you're, you're a recent Newcastle convert, and um, you know just watching us go wild, I suppose, must be funny for you. Uh, no, it's, it's it's not like funny. Uh, it's uh, it's really emotional yesterday uh, because first time I think I watched too many games. It's first time uh, I saw two goals. Uh, and the injury time and first one it will be uh, it's cancelled it's off so I think this is uh, it was first experience when you go uh, remember when uh, the Wilson goal we we get uh, we feel beaten after uh, they they cancel the goal after we jump and we celebrate so suddenly and it's like roller coaster of emotion <laughs> we were <laughs> we were so happy and so sad and so happy again it's, uh, and it was it was a nice moment, a great moment. Uh, I expect yesterday a draw with goals because I noticed lately the good games we have, most of the good games we have, we repeat it. Like Tottenham, it was draw for home and away. 
بيرنلي وين هوم اند اواي ويست هام وين هوم اند اواي اند ايفن ليفربول اي ريمبر اي ثينك ان كريسماس اي ثينك تايم وي وي هاد درو سو اي ذاتس واي اكسبكت درو وي ار لاكي ذات وي ار بلاينج وذ بيج سيكس اند اي ثينك اول ذا بيج سيكس ناو ذي ار سفرينج ذي ار نوت ستيبل سو اتس جود فور اس ذات وي ار بلاينج ذيم ات ذا اند اوف ذا سيزون موست اوف ذا تيم Uh, and I think we start, you know, the escape thing. I think I felt it once, once we beat uh, Southampton with nine players. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's let's look at that now, Daz. Um, you know, when did this start? I mean, Pete's already said he felt that period of of games where we we managed to get the draws was when he felt it was. I, I've got to be I've got to be honest. I agree because before I came on air tonight, I've looked at the games and. He is right, Peter is right, that that Brighton game was a bit of a blip. Because if you go back to Manchester United, 21st of February, um, Newcastle lose 3-1, St Maximum gets the goal, Rashford, James and Fernandez score for Manchester United. But from that moment in time, <coughs> Newcastle tightened things up. 27th of February, 1-1 against Wolves. Sunday 7th of, uh, Sunday 7th of March, 0-0 against West Brom. Then we faced Aston Villa, 1-1. Lascelles got that last-minute uh, equaliser. And then, you know, we play Brighton. Yeah, embarrassed, horrendously embarrassed, 3-0, as we were in the corresponding fixture. But from that moment in time, Newcastle turned it round. 2-2 against Tottenham. And then we played Burnley. We went 2-1, beat West Ham, Champions League contenders, 3-2. And then we get a draw yesterday against Liverpool one one. So is Pete right? Is that when the you know the great the great escape started? Uh, yeah, um, I, it was for me. Yeah, it, there's a, a few factors there that that chain that that kind of a chain of events with with Jones coming in with uh, a change in formation with uh, bringing Richie back in with um, the, our our key players coming back as well at, at that key time. Um, so, and I, I was thinking back as well, just kind of throughout the season, like where where I said at the start of the season, I thought we'd finish around seventeenth, and then we, with the Bruce out show, and we set set him a challenge, and he he nearly completed the challenge. He always kind of uh, uh, pulls something out of the bag when I least expect it, actually. And then I, for myself, from a personal opinion, that the Brighton game, uh, that the second three 0 defeat. I was at the lowest point I could be because I thought that's it, we're gone, we're gone here. Uh, unless we change Bruce, we are gone. And then again, he he just pulls it out of the bag. Uh, and like cre- credit to him over the last few games, he's got uh, we've got draws, he's got wins, he's got the points. When when I I didn't think he he would get, I didn't think we'd be this this close to being safe, uh, mathematically safe at, at this stage. But um, oh, and and I think it was Spenny that said it yesterday, uh, just on Bruce. He has to be a contender for a manager, a manager of the month, actually, uh, this month, and, and you know he would deserve it. And and all the all the the giving out we did about him, yeah. fair play to him. We have to say something good about him as well. Uh, I still don't want him next season, but uh, yeah. And just to answer your question, I suppose yeah, it's it's from that Brighton game onwards for, for me. It's where when when things turned around. Uh, and I suppose the key one as well uh, is, is is Richie coming back in and and going to five at the back. Uh, and I know. When we talked about Richie before, probably around the, the tr- transfer transfer window in January, I said we should sell him, but sell him because we're not playing him. Uh, there's no point in him sitting on the bench. But then, he, he, yeah, then there was the bust up, and then he played him. So 
yeah, keep him if we're going to play him because he brings that passion and uh, that is something something extra as well to the team and a bit of leadership. But uh, to, to round off on the actual question you answer, asked me, it was from the Brighton game on for me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a tough one to answer because, you know, Pete thinks it was beforehand. I've got to agree with Pete. I think it was beforehand. I think the, the Brighton game was a blip. But like you're saying, there's so many common denominators, so many factors. You know, Richie coming back in, something which I championed on this show, week in, week out, you need to bring Richie back in. But the fact that he fell out with him was always going to be, you know, the elephant in the room. He was always going to have that issue, you know, and, and the same with Longstaff. I, I, you know, I've praised Steve Bruce and I've been criticised on Twitter for praising him. Why shouldn't you praise a manager who has managed to turn things around? Exactly. And it's not down to Graham Jones. It's not down to Steve Agnew. It's a collective responsibility. The manager and the players have all stood up and were counted at the time that they needed to be and got us the results. But... You know, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, we've, we've entitled tonight the great escape because I feel it is a great escape. And, and, and we all thought we were dead and buried. You've, you've nailed it, Daz. We were dead and buried. We were. And we all accepted it on this programme. None of us had, would, you know, we started mentioning the R word. And that when yeah. you start doing that on podcasts, <laughs> you know that it, you know that it's serious. You know, Nathan... Right. Oh, go on, go on, Daz. If you've got another. No, point. yeah, no, and and, and then uh, then uh, when we mentioned the R word, our t- thought turns to back to the takeover, and will will the takeover go through? If will, will the the Saudis and Amanda and the Rubens want us if we're in the championship? And that all goes through through your head because all about, for this season, all about for me was to survive, so we can have that our hope that that takeover goes through. And if it doesn't go through this summer, we're back to the start again, and we're back to the the same <laughs> cycle again, and we're we're here for the the. The yeah, season, God. Whether oh. you know, Please we don't want to go there. That. Don't think about it yet. Let's dear, not think about it. Dear, dear God, or dear, oh. dear God, dear Allah, dear whoever you worship to, I'm not being funny, but if it goes into the next season, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, Nathan, for us, um, you know, it, it's you know, it, it's just a case of when, when do you personally feel things changed? Um, yeah, I think the obvious thing to say is when, obviously, when. Graham Jones came in and we, we picked up two wins where, um, with the exception of the Crystal Palace game in between them. But for those three games, we played some really good football and we looked like the best. That game against Everton, that was probably the best or one of the best performances of the season for me. We, we looked, going off the back of that horrendous run that we'd been on, we looked actually like a, a decent team again for once. Um, I think, and I've, I think I've said it on here before, I think after that, after that moment, it was... It was quite clear that sort of Steve Bruce had, had got the hump a bit with with Graham Jones, and I think Graham Jones came in and took a lot of a lot of credit for those for those two wins, in, in certainly in the press. And I think that got Bruce's back up. I think there were a lot of I remember the Newcastle United Twitter they were posting um, pictures from the training ground of like Graham Jones working with the players and stuff, and that was something that we never saw pictures of Bruce and and Clement and Aggie. We, we never saw pictures of, pictures of those sort of. You know, up, up close with the players, so it was almost like a nod to fans to say, you know, something's sort of going on behind the scenes, and we've, we, there is, you know, quite a, a significant change. And I think Bruce tried to sort of minimise that. Really, I think he, you know, we, Bruce, Graham Jones was in the stands for a number of games. He was coming down at half time and one thing or another. I think that we, we know Bruce has got a, a very sort of fragile ego, and I think that I think his decision to sort of leave Jones out in the cold a bit, I think that contributed to like some of the poor performances we saw after because we saw the performances drop. Straight back to like uh, you know really low energy low low level performances. Um, when, we, when we went to Wolves, um, you know we had the Chelsea and United game, Man United game that were next to each other, and that was you know we didn't expect anything from those games. But 
the I went into the Wolves game and we we gave a really good performance where you know where we were unlucky to not to not win that game and then we went into the um, the the was it the West Brom game after that and that was it we you know we needed points and it was a missed opportunity wasn't it it was what we we didn't play well we didn't try very hard and it was almost like we'd set up for a draw didn't we and it was it was we were all thinking I remember at that time we were all thinking time's running out here and we're not gonna we're not gonna pull it back and I think that was at a time where you know Fulham around that time was starting to show. Um, some real fight. They were picking up, picking up points, and they were putting in good performances as well. Around that time, we had all the massive divisions with, you know, in the camp with, uh, with the the Richie thing, the mole stories, all that kind of thing. And it for me at that point, it had all the hallmarks of a of a relegation story, didn't it? You know, like trouble trouble in the camp, not playing well, not picking up points, conceding goals after that Brighton game in particular. Um, so yeah, for me after that it seemed like it seemed like we, I thought I was pretty sure we were going to go down or or it was going to come to the last game of the season and be a, you know a straight shootout. But for me, I think it changed on the um, the Tottenham game when we showed that fight to get you know to to get a point at Tottenham, and then going on to you know after that we we talked about winnable games. We had that Burnley game, and you know it wasn't a foregone conclusion that Burnley game. Burnley, you know, you seen today they've demolished demolished Wolves today. Um, not obviously, I'm, I'm from here, but you know they're not a bad side, and it was it wasn't a, a straightforward win at all for us. But I think it's the what we saw around this time was like the change in in sort of um, attitude from the players because there was no fight before. In, in previously, there was no fight. There was no get, there was no get up and go. There was no urgency. You, you thought you we looked as though we were mid table and cruising. We didn't look like we were in a relegation dogfight. And all the pundits, you know, they were jumping on board around that time saying. That we were done, um, but I think you know if there's anything that characterises sort of fight and and you know an ability to get have some grit and get stuck in, it's, it's last minute winners and last minute goals, and that's what you know the team of we might not have played well, but we've we've dug in and we've um, you know stuck in there right to the end of the game, and you know there's been games where we've looked out of it before you know by half time, but that's not been the case in these last sort of five or six games, and I think that's that's really what's um, seen us safe. Great point on Burnley. I mean, Burnley, as you say, 4-0 against Wolves uh, today. I mean, the teams that we've took points off in the last few weeks, they're no mugs, you know, and despite what's been going on at Tottenham, Hosey obviously out of, uh, you know, out of a job now. But, you know, Tottenham, no mugs, got some great players in there, Nathan. And um, Newcastle, have, Newcastle yeah. have now just took a, a point and could have possibly had all three. Um, against the league champions from last year at Anfield. I mean, it's it's a huge turnaround. And like you say, Steve Bruce, you know, no matter what we've said about him on this programme, that's football fans. It's, you know, we'll pay our money, we'll take our chance. And we can we can criticise as much as we like because it's our club. Um, but, you know, the guy has, has been a bit of a nightmare all the way through the season. But the, the dressing room fallout, which clearly, clearly happened... Been, you know, we know it happened, um, and his fallout with the likes of Richie and Sean Longstaff uh, ultimately, you know, could have could have kiboshed our season and could have seen us hurtling into the championship, but it didn't. And he has made the peace with those players, and that is what has changed things. Absolutely, yeah, I think so. Like that's that's there's always a team, isn't it, every season where you know where, where they go down, and it's it's been about sort of unrest in the camp and and, and stories leak, leaking out left, right, and centre. And when you when you have an unhappy camp, that's what happen. You know, stories get out. If if things are all well, then then we don't hear about those stories. But yeah, it was clear there was there was rifts there, and it was clear that that was and that's that's the kind of thing that does you know make the wheels come off the season. But what I would what I would say is I think that you know Bruce has been quite lucky in that we've had some good, our better players have come back to the team around this time. 
um, St. Maximum and Callum Wilson and also an Almiron as well. Because uh, without them, we looked abject, didn't we? Without them in those those couple of games that we didn't have any any one of the three. Um, but it, it makes you wonder sort of what we could, you know, how far up the table we could climb if we, you know, if we had a full strength team week in, week out and we had a manager that was that was picking the right team and getting the best out of those players. But, you know, he's getting the, he's getting the bare minimum out of them, isn't he, isn't he at the moment? And we, you know, we've that, that shows in, in where we're going to finish in the table. Yeah, it does. I remember Paul Oxley, who's a regular in the chat, saying that when some maximum comeback and Colum, um, there's a couple Colum Wilson, I think, as well, was another one. David Reed was another one who is a regular in the chat. They've all said, you know, we'll get the players back. We should be okay. David Reed, um, who obviously does, you know, contribute to the five minute rant that me, Pete, and Chris do on a regular basis, has been Mr. Confident all the way through. Whenever these people come back, whenever these players come back, we'll be fine. Spenny, did you have the same kind of confidence when, you know, ESM and Will? Some were coming back. Did you think things were going to change as dramatically as they did? And are you in agreement with Daz and with Nathan that um, you know it was it was you know the you know the Brighton game when Jamal Lascelles allegedly you know had a bit of a you know had a bit of a go at the other players as he should do as a captain when things aren't going well. Um, are you the one who points to the Brighton game and says that was the game that changed things? For me, I put a tweet out about eight weeks ago, about this, the players coming back and sort of thing. I got trolled to hell, argued anything on Twitter about it. I said, this team is good enough to stay up when the players are back. We'll get points when these players come back. And they have. For me, the turn of the tide was the Lascelles equaliser in the near, near the end of the match against, was it Everton or someone? Was it Aston Villa? I think that goal there before the Brighton game was to show the rest of the team we can score goals because we were going through a barren run. We couldn't score a goal. I think it was in about five games. Plus, Jones coming in and organising the team a bit better. I think that's been a, a pretty big thing as well for me. And I'm, I'm going to say this now. I'm a, The worst judge it is for Bruce, but... Honest, I think he's done an excellent job this last three, two or three months. He has. For me, he's turned it round. Steve McLaren didn't do it. Rabbit couldn't do it. You know what I mean? We're a better teams. He had. He had better teams then. And he's, he's done it. it what the, the, the main thing has been is being the likes of Matt Ritchie in, Longstaff, Dummett, the ones who want to fight for the club. And obviously, Debacker as well, the goalkeeper. He's yeah. been a good. Him coming back as well has given that defence a bit more confidence. Because he didn't have any confidence. Spenny, that's a great way to look at it. Um, actually, you know, we've compared Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce so many times over the last, you know, 12 months since we started doing any UFC matters. And as you all know, I'm a big Rafa fan. Work, work, for, work for Rafa at the club. However... You are right. You know, this has been Steve Bruce under pressure. Um, despite him not having fans in, it's the one thing I will say. Mm. He didn't have fans in the ground. Um, yeah, and, what about different managers, Steve, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, because, yeah because, because if there'd been fans in the ground, yeah. as we were approaching that, you know, that, that period where we were just awful, before yeah. Graham Jones came in, he probably would have been out of a job. Like, if it was under any normal circumstances, you would expect Bruce to have been sacked. I mean, look at the look at the managers that have been sacked before Steve Bruce this yeah. season. You know, Jose Mourinho. He's he's not even out of the not even out the top eight. 
and he's been well, sacked before Steve Bruce. I was going to add, add something else as well. It just shows player power as well. Player power happened in Man United as well with Pogba and that when Mourinho was there. They got him out the job. And player powers helped Bruce get them in back in the team. I think they've gone together and told Bruce, get him in, get him in, get him in. And they've told him to put them players in that team because they need the passion in there. That's what I think anyway. It's only four weeks, it's only four weeks ago that that dressing room was broken. Craig mm. Hope was reporting it in the Daily Mail. And he wasn't far wrong. And, and, and our contacts that we've got at the club and those people on the outside um, were all saying exactly the same thing. But... Like I said, and Pete, I'm coming to you next. You and I have both got the experience of managing at a non-league level. And I'm, I'm afraid anyone who thinks, oh, God, here he goes again talking about non-league. But you know what? It, it makes no difference what league of football you're in. Um, if you lose the dressing room or you're, you fall out with players in the dressing room, it's going to cause you an issue because it creates a divide. Suddenly, you've got half the dressing room supporting the manager and half the dressing room supporting the, the player that's in, you know, under scrutiny or, or who's fell out with the manager. And that doesn't set up well on the pitch because people suddenly have to take sides. And that's that's the way it is, Pete, isn't it? And, and that's where that's why Steve Bruce deserves credit for turning this around. I agree uh, 100%. Uh, you, you see it every week, every season, no matter what team and what level you play at, you, you have to keep your players on side because... By keeping your players on side, you know that they're giving 100% for you. You know that what your instructions you're giving out, that they're going to follow them through. Um, and there's been large parts of this season where you can tell that these players have not been playing for Bruce. Now, there are two particular games, and I've mentioned it before, that stick out for me. Um, and it's Sheffield United away, and it's Brighton away. And those two games for me had the, the absolute stonewall makings of uh, a group of players that were trying to get the manager sacked. And those two performances, out of all of the season, they're two of the worst performances of the season. They're the two performances that say to me that they wanted the manager sacked the next day. And both times, it never happened. And I think after the second time against Brighton, I think it was made crystal clear by the quick response from Mike Ashley or from the club to say, he's not going anywhere. Bruce is staying in charge. And I think at that point, the players and the manager have got together and said, look, whether you like it or not, from both sides, we're, we're, we have to get through this. You know, as a manager, I'm not going anywhere. As, as a group of players, you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of deal with the fact that oh, I, I'm, I'm in charge of the club. And I think that's where, you know, that's where the likes of Richie, the likes of Longstaff, and they've probably got their heads together and that's where the changes are made. Because you have to be in agreement in order to play your best football. You have to be in agreement in terms of the way you want to play, where you're playing on the pitch. You know, if you're giving 100% on the pitch, it's because you're, you're together and you're working together. And that's why it was so great to see everyone together after that game against Liverpool when we got the goal. Because it showed that everyone was working together. And, and you need that to be successful. You need that. You, you could tell when you could go like, look at Sheffield United, for example. Last season, they were together. You could tell they were working for each other. This season, you could tell they weren't and there were problems. And it, the problems only really came about when just before Wilder left in terms of there was a difference in vision and they could tell that the manager wasn't happy. And because the players knew the manager wasn't happy, it affected their performances. It's exactly the same with us. Um, and, and, you know, look, whether it's a case of 
Bruce has said, look, let's let's get through this season and, and then we'll we'll make a decision on, on on our futures in terms of whether he walks away, whether he stays, whether certain players leave. Who knows? We won't we won't know that until the end of the season. But um, you know, I'm I'm certainly happy that, that they've managed to do that because we're in a position now where we're now looking up rather than looking down, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree, Pete. It's uh, just amazing turnaround, mate. Amazing turnaround. That's the beauty of football. Um, you know, supporting a team like Newcastle. Um, we don't win multitudes of trophies. We don't get a chance to go to uh, cup, constant cup finals. But, um, you know, at this moment in time, under this owner, that 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 is like, it's a major victory. You know, going to Anfield and getting a 1-1 draw, that's how our stock has, you know, our stock has is 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 fully is slowly you know falling over the last few years and and for me you know that was just great I mean again we've talked about it many times Pete but doing Match Day live you know it wasn't an idea about how can we bring another show to the channel it was just should we all do something just to just to sit and watch the match together and if it works it works and if it doesn't well it doesn't work but we'll still do it and it's been it's been enjoyable hasn't it it's been a laugh and you know seeing seeing people sharing the um, the celebration yesterday piece in particular was was great and it give it's given all you guys and girls a chance to to be able to present the show as well you know like nathan's done it daz has done it you've done it daz and you and um i mean chris martin you've gone off to do your own shows but like for me personally just to watch you guys present it and me to sit back it's given me the last couple of weeks when chris did it last week people have gone wow emotion from you steve i'm going yeah because i'm not sitting here having to get all the content up and do everything i'm i'm actually able to celebrate the goal so thanks to you yesterday i i could be i was caught in the emotion of it again you know Pete, it was great and I've got, honest, I, I was, I've got to be honest steve um you know obviously Daz and one or two others have presented as well and and what it goes to show is how difficult it is because it is you're wanting to watch the game and enjoy the game but you're actually asking loads of questions and you're getting responses you're trying to make sure you're going around the panel you've got so many things to think about that you know the one thing for me is that I was obviously asking questions and we were discussing various different points in the game but it felt like at times particularly in the first half the game was just kind of whizzing by because yeah through certain things. and i have to say i have to say in some weeks of this season it's been an absolute gift the fact <laughs> that the games felt like it's just whizzed by because we're just chatting away and that's the beauty of it and you know if we weren't if we weren't on match day live we'd all be watching it individually and and i think it would be, some of these games this season would have been absolute even more so torture um than it has been with us being together and the fact that we can discuss certain topics, the fact that we're all together, um, you know, watching the game and, and sharing in the emotion, the frustrations, the anger, but also the, the jubilations as well of, of getting the goal or getting something. It just, it, you know, it just, it just makes it all the more sweeter, particularly when you get results like we did yesterday, that none of us were really, really expecting, certainly late on in the game. Yeah. It's, it's, better than Steve, like, he was definitely better than me. Um, but you know what? The emotion the emotion is the one thing. Uh, and what I've loved about it, and I, I've watched a couple of them back because it's that whole thing where when you're at the match and you're sitting next to somebody, I mean, I sit next to my dad and my brother, 
But when you're sitting next to people at the game, you know, you've got this you've got this impression that people aren't watching the game. They're on the phone. This is the modern day era. People are on the phone. They're checking. I can't get a reception in there. I'm sure Mike Ashley's blocked my signal. But, but you, you, you can't get a reception on your phone. You're sitting there. You, some people are picking their nose. Some people are talking to their mate. Some people are reading the program. They're not watching the game. But with, with Match Day Live, we've got to watch the game because we're commenting on it and we're sitting in my house and we're doing it. And um, it's just it's just that it's just that relax that reaction of people. Do you know what I mean? And we've gone on that emotional ride. I think me and we were talking about this with Nathan and me like last year and Daz and that one we started doing these. It's that emotional roller coaster where if you watch it back, it's that's the life of a football fan. You go one nil down, you're like, oh god. You know, and it, you know this is ridiculous. We're going down, and then you get an equaliser, and it's come on, and then it's two one, and you're winning, and it's like we're going to win the league. That's what it's all about, and we we call ourselves fickle as football fans, but that is just being a football fan, Pete, isn't it? Yeah, that's just what that's what it's all about, and then I think I think it's a it's been a it's been a better social experiment for us doing this than probably Big Brother was over 17, 18 series, you know. I think it's been a, it's been amazing. You'll watch back on these and go, wow, that's what it's actually like being a football fan. Holly, coming to you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that that whole period where, you know, you know, we got those draws, but then we got hammered off Brighton. You look back on the games that we did and, and, and look back on the shows from that week and everybody was like down. We really, me included, we all thought... I can't see a way out of this. But Steve Bruce has managed to find a way out and, and the great escape has been possible because of him, because of the coaching staff, and because the players have the players and have, have, have you know backed his ideas. Yeah, hundred percent. And I was very critical of the squad because I felt like for a long time Steve Bruce was taking all of the blame. And that like annoyed me because I thought, no, the players have got to be answerable, answerable as well because they're the ones that are actually on the pitch doing the work and they weren't stepping up and they weren't doing what they were asked to be doing. Um, and now that they've seen to have come together more, it's just, it's made the fans a lot more united as well because I think we've seen a lot more, less bickering and stuff about the likes are going down and everything like that. Um, and I do think that Matt Ritchie and Martin Dubravka coming back into the side has had a big impact because I think both of those players are two very strong characters on the pitch for us. And that's something that we need at this point in the season. I mean, Matt Ritchie, he is an unsung hero, really. I think he did a great job for us in previous seasons gone by. He's never got the credit that he deserves sometimes. But this season, I think we've all seen just how much Matt Ritchie can do for this side when he's called upon. And Martin Dubravka as well, I just think he's always excellent. He's always commanding his box, always telling the players what to do, shouting out orders. And that's something that we missed when Carl Darlow was in the side, despite him being quite a good keeper. Um, and then as well, I do want to credit Jamal Lascelles as well, because I was really not happy with him as the captain. I couldn't understand why he was in that role, and I just felt like he wasn't up to it at all but um he scored those two important equalizing goals before he got injured which were massive and then he had a go at the players in the Brighton game which was when I feel like the season turned around because before that I think we'd started to turn it around a little bit but I don't think if we hadn't have had that heavy defeat from Brighton it would have happened as well as it has like I don't think we would have got all the results that we have done if that hadn't have happened because I think that was a real wake-up call and whatever Jamal Lassell said after that game I think was really powerful and really effective and 
setting if you've got in the players' heads that listen, you just need to do a job now because if you don't, we are going to be a championship team next season and nobody wants that. It's not in the best interest of the club, the fans, any of the players, the manager, anyone. It's not good enough. Um and when it got to about mid-March, which I think is when Rafa Benitez came in, the last time we were relegated, and we were still on a poor run at that point, I thought, I think we're done now. I don't think that if Bruce stays, I think we'll go down. And I don't think if we brought in a replacement now, we'd have enough time. But then for Steve Bruce to stick around, for Mike Ashley to be stubborn and say that he wasn't going to sack him, and he started picking up the results, he deserves full credit for that. And I'm really, really happy that he has done that. Um and I just think that it'll mean a lot to him. And the likes of local players coming back into the side, Paul Dummett, I think has been outstanding, Sean Longstaff. It is. It means a lot more for the local players, I feel, because they really get the area and what it means to the fans, more so than fans from, uh, players from maybe abroad. But I just think that Steve Bruce, yes, I have criticised him, saying that he's not really a Geordie at heart, but I think he's started to prove himself a little bit more now, and I do think it'll mean a lot to him if we stay up this season, which we probably will. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree. I mean, you know, again, because you criticise somebody so much through a season, you, you stand open to criticism when you pat them on the back. And I've patted them on the back on social media this weekend, again, as I did last weekend and the weekend before. And people going, well, you know, what you're patting them on the back for? It's not him, it's not him to, to thank. But it is because he's still head coach. He is still the man who has to pick the team and he's still the man who, whether we like it or not, is is in charge of team affairs. Um, and it was nice, Holly, to see yesterday in particular, he paid thanks to Graham Jones. In you know, He was asked about Graham Jones and he actually thanked him. And, and for me, that is the first time he publicly thanked Graham Jones. Yeah, I think that's a really, really positive thing because I think a lot of us felt as though when Graham Jones in came in, Steve Bruce wasn't happy about that because he kind of felt like his job was being threatened a little bit and that Graham Jones was kind of trying to take the spotlight and take his role. But now that they seem to be getting along better and on better terms and working together as a team, and Steve Bruce has now gave him praise, which he does deserve. It's a collective, not an individual job managing a football team. And um, I just think that's really, really positive and it'll have an impact on the players and everyone else because unity is the best way forward. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, Kieran um, and, and Chris, I'm not ignoring you. I want to come to Al Waleed because you guys appreciate these comments go thick and fast, so I will miss it. And this is an important question from Dodo Bird, who's uh, always uh, comes up with some great questions. And he's asking a, a question direct to Al Waleed. And he says, sorry about that. Obviously, his message got missed earlier on. How would Al Waleed see his uh, country's fan base taken to Newcastle United? Should the takeover happen? Is it something they would relish and are they looking forward to it? Al Waleed, I'm going to ask you this. I, I would probably ignore that if I didn't feel the takeover was going to go through. As you know, I'm 100% sure this will go through at some time. So just, you know, just for Dodo Bird, give him an answer. Uh, for the fan base, uh, usually we speak before. That in Saudi Arabia we you know, we are uh, uh, being interested in uh, in Premier League. Uh, for me personally, since I was a kid, but uh, in majority in Saudi Arabia, uh, for now we are in 2021. So and the games start playing in our TV, uh, national TV. It was I think 99. So that's 20 almost uh, more than 20 years, uh, and most you know, most most of the fans su uh, supporting. I'm not going to say the big six, 
but the different teams uh, the different teams who are famous and uh, make champions and uh, have great players th that's in general uh, there is a few few uh, few fans uh, i met for for newcastle they were studying in newcastle for some part of their life and they they, they have uh, they have care for newcastle but if inshallah have yani, the, the takeover will happen uh, it would be uh, uh, all the all the 30 million saudis will have much care and much uh, supporting for newcastle because uh, we will feel it's like uh, it's uh, we have a team uh, in the Premier League we love. So I expecting a huge, huge fan base. Uh, you will see. Great stuff. Um, yeah, Julie has said uh, gift for Kieran. I think it's some torture. So, uh, Kieran, <laughs> yeah, Kieran, are you there? <laughs> I'm definitely here. I'm honestly, this, this light next to me is shy. Get the key meter in, man. Put that 50-10 bob in. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, I, I, I genuinely can't see you. It's you like... <laughs> No, it is like looking into um, it yeah. is look like like looking into a black hole. <laughs> no worries, mate. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, I can hear you perfectly well. Yeah. Just talking about the just talk, talking about <laughs> Chris. Don't start us off. We've all been out on the drink, um, and if I start going, everyone will start going. The yeah, Kieran, just 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 talking about the just talking about the games leading up to this great escape. I mean, what, what was the turning point for you? Uh, for me, I, I, Spenny, I think it was the Aston Villa game. If I remember correctly, they scored. Aston Villa scored in like the 86th minute or something. And then we we went up the other end and scored in like the 93rd, 94th minute. So, I mean, they, they did show they did show good, good, great character to get back into that game. And from there on, it's, it's, it's been pretty good, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're, I mean, obviously, the last four were unbeaten. But you have to give, give credit to the manager for, for bringing those players back in, really, don't you? Like Richie, uh, Longstaff, Murphy, and they're, all, they're all playing in the, the formation that's that, that's working at the moment. And for me, if if Christ, if hopefully it doesn't it doesn't happen, but if it doesn't, if the sales doesn't go through, some of them in the comments earlier said it could be like rinse and repeat. I think it could be worse next season. because yep. you look at the teams coming up, we. Big up Ben Foster in the cycle in GK. It'd be great to see that in front of you. But Watford, Norwich, uh, the, the team, the teams in the playoff. Any any of those teams in the playoff, they're going to be strong next season. So you just you, you never know, do you? It's, it's so important that this this happens because we're just it's just going to be the same, isn't it? Next season. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? That it's going to yeah. be rinsing. It's going to be rinse and repeat. Yeah. It's going to be no takeover goes through. It's still dragging on, and that Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley are both still yeah. there. That, that that's got to that that is a worry for everybody. But um, yeah. yeah, hopefully that will hopefully that won't be the case. Nick Demarco is putting some more tweets out tonight with a load of bread on, and yeah, you know, yeah. say the fans are getting excited again. There, uh, Derek Sharp suggests that we we'll get a fun going so we can get Kieran a stronger light bulb. Yeah, go for it, definitely. We'll leave that. We'll leave that. The supporters trust. Um, they can. They can maybe <laughs> do a pledge scheme for your bulb, mate. Um, yeah, on to you. On to you, Chris. Um, you know the turning point for Newcastle. Uh, you know this. This. This end of season has been 
it's been a weird one. I mean, we've been through these many, many times before. You know, we've been we've been last day where we've been relegated. Spenny's mentioned it. Rafa took us down. Shearer took us down. Sadly, you know, weren't given enough games. Really, you've got to say for in defence of those two people. But then we had the John Carver day. You know, when you know Honus scored that fantastic goal, and you know we won at home and we stayed up. And you know, but we've been on we've been on both sides of that coin. But what was the turning point for you? Yeah, I think I think well, you know what the what the other panel have already said. Really valid points. I mean, Graham Jones coming in was a turning point, and I think it, we did see a resurgence. Obviously, we got that fantastic win against Everton. We really grinded out the win against Southampton when we went down to nine men. Um, so you know they, they were they were big points in the season, no doubt. Um, but for me, it, it's got to be the Tottenham game. Um, I mean, I, I take I take yours and Pete's points, you know, about the fact that we were picking up the odd points and we were grinding results out. But I remember I was on Match Day Live for the Tottenham game, and I remember saying as soon as we went two one down, um, I remember saying for the second half, I don't even mind if we if you know. I wouldn't be devastated if we got beat here because that first half, I saw a real difference. And, you know, the fight was there. The players were playing, you know, for Bruce. And ultimately, I believe that was the game where Murphy, Longstaff and Richie came back in. And it was that match where we reverted to five at the back with the wing backs. Um, and, you know, things just improved. And then obviously, it you know, it's helped the fact that uh, Maxi came back. Obviously, he did the big turnaround against Burnley. Um, I think that's when we all started to believe that we were safe when we got those three points against Burnley. Um, but yeah, I'd, you know, to, to sum it all up, I mean, you've got you've got to give Bruce credit. I mean, you know, as as I think Spenny said, I don't particularly want. Oh, Daz may have said it. I don't particularly want Bruce next season. Um, but you've got to give credit where credit's due, and he's turned things around. And you know, he's ultimately done the job that we all were hoping for because we all know that this, this takeover would look even less likely. If uh, if if we were in the championship, and that's what we all wanted to avoid, um, so yeah, for, for me, uh, I, I would say it was the Spurs game and the change in formation, and you know, Bruce offering an olive branch out to the certain players who would be able to keep us up. And since Richie, Longstaff, and Murphy have come into the team, we've looked a completely different team. And that can't have been easy for him. Obviously, everything was so public. Craig Hope uh, announced it. Still makes me laugh that Craig Hope actually did some, you know, real good detective work, <laughs> journalism. Um, Check with the club to make sure it was right, and it was. And then the club said they can't believe he said it. But um, you know, uh, for me, yeah, it was definitely that Tottenham game. That was that was you know that was the uh, that was the big turning point for me. And since then, performances have improved. Um, attitudes have improved, and like you said, Steve, it was it was fantastic to see all the players hugging Steve Bruce. I'm never going to be Steve Bruce's yeah. biggest fan, but it was really nice to see, and it, you know, it was it was good for him as well because, as Benny said, you know, manager of the month. I can't think of many other managers who who would be more worthy of it the past month than Bruce because he really has picked up some great points, uh, and yeah. you know, really got us out of trouble. You're right, Chris. Manager of the month is a real possibility. Spenny mentioned it before. And um, yeah, I mean, he would deserve it. There's no doubt about it, Chris. He would deserve it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, and I just wanted to add as well, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Graham McAvoy for pointing out my spelling mistake. <laughs> um, so thank you. Thank you very much for that, Graham. And I wish you the best of luck in the playoffs, mate. 
Yeah, Graham's been blocked from the chat uh, after his uh, constant goading of Newcastle fans. Uh, why a Sunderland fan would sit and watch this, I really don't know, but it's probably better than watching his team. Uh, Craig Graham uh, gets a great uh, point across. He says, mystery panellist, reveal yourself. Kieran, I think he's talking about you. Bear with me one second. Kieran, I don't think anybody's going to... I probably won't even end the show until we can actually see you, just because people don't believe you're actually there. I should stay off that sunbed. Most, <laughs> most people, most people are getting excited about Line of Duty, of course, which starts at nine o'clock. Anybody watching Line of Duty? I am. Any, anyone up to date? Yeah, but no, I'm behind. All right, okay. I'll keep me mouth. Nathan, you're always behind on things. That's because you're always out on the drink. His <laughs> beef's coming on well, though. It is. I. It is. It happens when you get to twenty-one. I'll <laughs> uh, lead. <laughs> Alvalid, your your views then on the on the last few weeks, mate. It's been it's been an amazing few weeks, and you know it's been an absolute privilege for us over the last twelve months to spend time with you. You know, and that is the beauty of the internet. Forget about the trolling. You know, we've all experienced it. All of us on this panel have experienced it. We've been called a cult and far worse. But you know, the beauty of the internet is that it brings people like you and I and everybody on this panel together. And you've been a a fantastic. You know, pundit for us. You know, you've been on the panel. You've never missed. You've been. You've you've got your commitments like we all have. But you've been on every single match day live. I think you're the only person who's more or less an ever present. You've been on some of some of the shows. You've you know you've given us an insight into life in Saudi and your views on Saudi. And you've you've done it very eloquently. And 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 obviously you do because you do your own show across there. You've had many of us on your own shows. You know, for me. You've been a, a lockdown legend for us because you've given us that opportunity to interact with someone from Saudi. Um, give us your views, mate, as you know, as somebody who is, is you know, is across there and, and and this great escape that we've had this season. Uh, thank you, Steve. I feel like I'm uh, Santa Maximin now. <laughs> <laughs> much appearance number of appearances. Well, you but have, actually, yeah. You've been. It's, it's not. It's not a joke. Yeah, you know. You know. It's, yeah. it's very, very true. You know. You, you know. Very rarely do you cry off, and you, you you have a lot of commitments in Saudi. People don't really know too much about you. Um, you know. But you know, you, you do have a lot of commitments, but you always make time to come on, which is always much appreciated. Uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, actually, thank you for any. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. We have uh, together. We we suffer from. Anyway, we 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 spend the the any, the takeover process all together, and uh, and hopefully, inshallah, it will become soon. I said earlier when the first time I appear uh, uh, with you, I think in Three Amigos. Uh, and I said it's coming home Newcastle, and still today I'm saying it's coming home Newcastle uh, with the Premier League. Hopefully, uh, anyway, I feel a little uh, speechless, but. Uh, uh, Maybe just one message now. We we I mean, we are we are we are uh, the summer the summer is coming, uh, so uh, we're gonna hear a lot of things, uh, positive and negative. But we should you know, my message to the fans: just ignore, don't give uh, much uh, care for for the clickbaits. It's becoming every day. It's a clickbaits clickbaits from everywhere. Just we should ignore them, and uh, we just uh, have to uh, to hear to the uh, trusted uh, people. 
I've done a spelly tonight. Uh, it's because I'm trying not to laugh reading all of these Kieran comments about them being in the cool cupboard and uh, all of that. <laughs> is Kieran naked is the latest one from Michael Whitten. This is the worst thing when you follow YouTube and you don't follow the chat. Oh. What are you actually, Kieran? Are you still there? Hello. <laughs> Life in the Isle of Dark. <laughs> right. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna leave the last question where John asked you. I will lead in there. Obviously, it's been announced on social media. We've seen it. Uh, MBS um, has, has said that he's going to be doing a live uh, interview. Um, obviously, it's about the twenty thirty project. We know that it's about the vision and uh, what they have. Do you think your opinion? Do you think there might be um, you know some kind of Positivity with regards to the takeover. Do you think he will? Do you think he will swerve it? Do you think he will answer any questions? What's your, What's your opinion? Uh, usually, uh, our prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman. He, he, he. We always we always feel he's like uh, uh, one from the citizens. He always do these interviews, uh, with us, with the people. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be mostly about the vision, as you said, um, vision twenty thirty, and it's gonna be. I think mostly about internal affairs uh, i'm not really sure we'll see uh, tomorrow if there is something about uh, newcastle i will i will uh, translate it of course but uh, i can't uh, say 100% but uh, in my opinion i don't think i don't think it's going to be because there is so many uh, internal affairs in saudi arabia we we have uh, yani since uh, crown prince become crown prince in our country he changed a lot of negative things and uh, turn it to a positive and a happy, happy place. So uh, I think this is going to be mostly about. But uh, let's see. And if there is something, of course, we will translate it immediately. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Make sure that the journalist doesn't steal it off you before uh, you get it out there. In fact, send it to us. We'll send it to Liam Kennedy. At least it'll get a fair spread. Um, that, that's probably the best thing. Uh, Kieran, it's been absolutely... Kieran, you've... Yes, he's got his light on. <laughs> and now Derek Sharp says, Kieran, you're too bright now. <laughs> No, turn it back off, says Ian. <laughs> uh, 50 pence has gone in the meter, says Donald Baines. I've now got, I've now got me missus putting the light on. She says, what about yours? Just putting it on. But at least she, she can't see that you're in the pitch black, Kieran, where you were. You were. Well done, mate. It's... <laughs> Kieran, you, 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 it's fantastic, mate. Great to see you. I didn't even realise you were on the show. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, joking aside, mate. Uh, fantastic, great, great stuff. It's what makes this show, you know, a success, I suppose, on social media and, and, and on YouTube. People enjoy it. It's just natural crack. And we've all been out. Most of us have had a drink today, um, as you can probably tell. Big thank you to Spider VPN uh, for your internet security. They've sponsored us for the last three months and uh, it has been gratefully received. Thank you very much for doing that. Also, a big shout out to Arcot. Uh, interiors for your kitchen designs give them uh, a visit at their website um, which is here arcotinteriors.com uh, and drop them a, a, an email at enquiries at arcot.org.uk or give them a ring on 0191265863 big shout out to john who's in the chat as always at qtechshop.co.uk 
uh, they make us a pool tables and snooker tables and walls in Newcastle. And John from Jab, who makes all of our flyers, subscribe to the channel, hit the Newcastle Legends logo, and uh, hit the thumbs up to like the video and click share, share it to your social media. And uh, big thank you to everybody in the comments tonight. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we've certainly had a laugh uh, with you all. Been a great show. Uh, great to have so many guests on. And this is what's made it special. We've all connected over this uh, horrendous period in the world's time. But uh, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all on Match Day Live. Uh, don't forget, please, please, please subscribe to Loaded HQ, Loaded Mag. They've got some great stuff going on there. Daz, Chris and uh, Rich and Martin doing some fantastic work there. They need more subscribers. Follow them on Twitter. It's great. We've got over 500 subscribers on Twitter now, but please, please, please subscribe to them on YouTube. Give them a follow. Even if you're just a Newcastle fan, follow the Loaded Mag content. It's really good. Got some great stuff going on. And as I keep saying, I'm not going to be doing this forever. Um, I certainly can't keep up seven nights a week. Loaded Mag is going to be there as an alternative as well. So, and, and people in the chat keep saying, are you going to keep going on? Don't scrap these things. Look, we'll have a chat with people. We're certainly not going to scrap everything. We'll still be going on. But, um, you know, it'll be up to the rest of the guys and girls what they want to do. I'm trying to give a platform for everybody to go out and do things. And that's what they're doing. Daz, you know, has, has, has took the bull by the horns and gone off a loaded mag. Give it a bit of a promo, Daz. I can only do some more chat and mention it. But <laughs> where can people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find us on, on Twitter and on uh, Loaded HQ on YouTube. And as Steve says, yeah, please subscribe. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, we have three shows that are coming up in the next week. We have uh, Loaded Football Weekly on Wednesday at 8. We have uh, on Friday, we have Loaded Mag. I think Spenny's going to join us on this Wednesday. And uh, then we'll have uh, a review show on Sunday of the, the Newcastle Arsenal game. So and probably the same again the week after that. But uh, yeah, come come join us. Give us, give us a, a watch and see what you think. Pete, what about you, mate? What are you doing with your uh, stuff down south? We just go where the wind takes us, Steve. I've got to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, we'll no doubt we'll be doing a, um, a re uh, preview for the Arsenal game at some point this week. Um, you just have to keep your eyes peeled because it will just be in a split second that we'll be on and then we, we'll do it. We don't really do too much promotion, but we're there. Uh, we've got... Uh, a small fan base that that follows all the time. I know Keith Keith Roll, uh, Keith um, Toll, sorry, uh, follows us as well. Um, Statman Keith, but yeah, we'll be about um, at some point this week. So keep your eyes peeled. Good stuff, Al Walid. We don't often give you a chance to promote your channel, but please give it a plug because people would still come across follow you. Give it give it a little bit of a promotion. Uh, for Eldebrio uh, Castle, of course, it's. Uh... I try to uh, do the show uh, since about a year uh, to tra to translate and to transfer all the information about Newcastle uh, club uh, to the Saudi and Arab fans. Uh, I apologize sometimes it's not going to be in English unless we have uh, 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 English uh, speaker, native speaker uh, guest. Usually we'll make the, the, the show in English. And now, uh, really now, uh, yeah, we have uh, we have uh, important guests now coming on, and uh, I'm I'm very happy about that. Uh, and uh, I want uh, to uh, take the uh, opportunity. I asked you before that, uh, inshallah, hopefully, uh, 22 May uh, we will do the the season finale, and all you are invited. Fantastic. Good stuff. And uh, for the rest of us, well, you can catch Spenny in his hot tub in Spennymoor. You can catch Nathan in a variety of bars outdoors at the moment. 
Uh, you can catch Nathan Outdoors sitting in Beer Gardens in Burnley. Um, and for Kieran, you can catch him in the dark. And uh, for Holly, you can catch her tomorrow night with me on Ladies' Night, uh, which is at six o'clock, uh, of <coughs> course, with Alicia and Lily. Been a massive thank you to everybody for tuning in and a big thank you to you guys and girls for tuning in. Always a pleasure. And isn't it just great just to have a, a happy, positive show? For <laughs> yeah. a change. Definitely. <laughs> great stuff. Take care. See you all for Match Day Live and see you tomorrow night, Holly. Take care. Good night. Take care, everyone. Bye. Again, but it's the only way I 